Hey my friends, this is Nishant and welcome to another episode of the Nishant Girl Show. This show is for people who want to live a life of excellence, love and joy. My mission is to bring awareness about transformation and healing. My job on the show is to sit with the world-class experts to deconstruct the practices, routines and habits to help you live a fulfilled and abundant life. Every Friday, I share an exclusive email to the newsletter subscribers and this newsletter captures all my weekly learnings in the forms of books, blogs, articles, recent podcast updates and much more. You can find the newsletter link at my website https://nishantgarg.me and ishantgarg.me. In this episode, my friend Alison Jackson interviews me how I got to where I am my superpower my recent favorite books and etc etc Alison Jackson is the founder of Alison Jackson Fitness she is passionate about all things health and fitness but she really loves sharing her knowledge and expertise to help corporate moms get lean eating foods they love so they can be at their best Alison has spent the last 7 years training and competing in figure competitions even winning three pro cards in one year so she has a crystal clear picture of what it takes to get to your ideal weight and stay there you can find about her at www.alisonjacksonfitness.com alisonjacksonfitness.com and without further ado please enjoy this conversation with alison So I am super excited to have Nishant Garg with me on the Fit to Lead podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, Nishant. Thank you so much, Alison, for having me on your podcast. It is Absolutely. my complete pleasure. Absolutely. So I always like to kick off things with a little backstory. So I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. So I moved to the United States in 2014. It's been Six or seven years that I've been living in the U.S. I'm originally from India. I am 34 years old, and I started speaking English when I was 19 years old. Wow! And now I host a podcast where the podcast is in English, where I get to talk to amazing people throughout the world, and I have published more than 180 episodes in almost two years. And my background is in computer science engineering. I still have a job in tech and on the side I do all the podcasting blogging on the life skills relationships mindfulness mental health which takes a lot of my time it's not a side hustle anymore so it is an integration into my whole life Oh I love that I love that because we have so much in common like you know do it, focused on your passion like your passion project on the side right doing the podcast talking talking to interesting people like we are right now so I love that and we connected gosh it has to be a couple months ago but it's been awesome to kind of see your progression and I had no idea that you started speaking English at 19 that is amazing so that yes. I mean that's awesome I I studied in English school where we had all the subjects in English but we were not speaking English you know everybody was speaking in their native language and my native language at that point was Hindi and we were not speaking English when I went to college I realized that I have big dreams I want to 
see the world and uh, i'll give you a quick story so in in college when i was studying computer science we used to have about 30 minutes of lunch break i used to go to libraries rather than heading on girls i used to go to libraries <laughs> to study english newspaper to read about vocabulary i spent for four years to learn new vocabularies in english and practicing writing practicing speaking english and um, my friends and other students in college used to tease me why the hell i'm speaking english what is the thing so i started practicing so that is why i always say that whatever you are doing in your present life you are planting seeds in the future so i planted the seeds back in back 15 years ago and i'm able to harvest those seeds now i love that it is so true the things the little things that you do each and every day they really impact your future and you're a perfect example of that that's amazing so given all of the different thing all the different experiences and things you've done up till now what do you consider your superpower and why my superpower has been not giving up in life i hardly give up even though sometimes things are not easy things take time to come into the reality trusting myself in all the moments for example i'm planning to create a mastermind group for tech professionals and i've been sitting on that thought for so many weeks i don't have any concrete plan even if that doesn't work out i'm okay with that but at least i'm exercising my thought process about what to do what not to do in that process if it works great if it doesn't work out i will have something else to create so i never give up one more story i will tell you when i was 18 actually at the first college i went to after two days i called my parents that i do not want to study in this college i ran i took the train overnight i left all my bags in the campus i said i don't want to study here so i've lived my life on my terms so my superpower is living my life on my terms and agreements make me sure that other people aren't getting hurt disrespected but i cannot control that aspect i can only control what i can control and i've learned now my superpower is managing my emotions to some degree i didn't grow up in a family where we had to learn about emotions and mindfulness but now i i i'm i'm better at it i i manage myself i love that way. i love that that is awesome and that is an incredible superpower because a lot of people don't have perseverance a lot of people just give up you know after the first try and it's like yeah i'm done so i love that and so when we think about mindfulness and wellness and self care and all that good stuff for you what is a non-negotiable when it comes to your own self-care meditation has become one thing in last 4 years i will not say that i'm a guru in meditation or something like that but meditation has become very important it gives me peace it gives me calm there are many kinds of meditation people can try on youtube there are different apps i do not use any apps i'm not a fan of apps i use iphone 5s which is very old iphone it doesn't have a lot of memory to download many apps so i'm good with that so i use silent meditation i use guided meditation from dr wayne dyer sometimes joe dispenser i i believe in fewer resources and really going deeper into that there's a lot of noise in the world there are so many meditation gurus so many meditation apps one is headspace calm there are many many apps that you can try so meditation has become non negotiable for me and when i wake up in the morning that is one of the first few things i do it every day 
And now I'm at a point where I do not set timer. There was a point where I was setting timer for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But now I just do it up to the point whenever I feel comfortable to stand. I sit. Mm. I don't stand until I'm feeling comfortable and peaceful. It again depends on how much time I have. And I try to wake up earlier, not just waking up 30 minutes before starting the work. I so I, 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 I've been doing that practice, not setting timer. And for someone who is new into meditation, you have to start with two minutes. So one minute, I started with that small habits, small habits keep accumulating over time. So meditation has become one of those non-negotiables and trying to stick to my morning routines. And if I don't stick to that, I feel a little bit off throughout my day. So one is meditation, taking 10 minutes of walk in the morning right after waking up, then meditation, then doing some stretching and listening to gratitude affirmations. So it takes about 40, 45 minutes. And I feel I feel calm, peaceful. And then I write about one to three pages of my thoughts, journaling, free flow journaling, which is my amazing tool to process all the frustrations, anger, happiness, unhappiness, disappointments. When I'm disappointed the most, when I'm hurtful the most, then I write amazing. <laughs> that is my yes. superpower. Yes, I love that. I love that. That is huge. And I think it's so beneficial. I'm the same way. Like I'm big on meditation, big on journaling. It's just a great way to really kind of regulate your emotions, right? What and is your just- money routine? What is my morning routine? Oh, now you're going to flip it on me, huh? All right. (laughs) So I get up. First thing I do is I work out. After my workout, I do yoga. And then after yoga, I get the kids off to school and then I will meditate and then journal. And then I am very into Oracle cards. So those are part of my routine. So Oracle cards are, it's funny. They, um, people always think of fortune tellers, but they're actually just like, I have one that's like angels, goddesses, chakras, and it just gives you kind of advice. Like I always say, what's, you know, what, what do I need to focus on today? And it might be self-confidence. It might be gratitude. It might be surrender, letting things go. So it's, it's interesting. I love, it just kind of sets my day. on kind of like, where should my focus be? But yeah, that is my morning routine. And I'm the same way. I feel off if, if I don't, if I don't do one of those things. Great. Uh, surrendering has been part of my life in the last few months, surrendering and allowing things to happen in life. It doesn't mean that you don't work at it. It doesn't mean that you don't put effort into things. You put effort and is still letting it go and see if it comes back to you. If it doesn't come back, if the result doesn't happen the way you want it, it means maybe there is something. And it is very difficult to accept at times when you have put in your heart everything into that thing. And that is where the alliance and surrendering is one of the key tools that I've been practicing. It's an inner game. It's more of a spiritual practice. There is no concrete practice to do surrendering, allowing. It's just an inner process, inner thing that I do it every single day, every single moment. Yes, I I totally agree. I always say the universe is, you know, puts obstacles and challenges in your way, but to let go, surrender, it's, you know, trying to control and resist and 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 force things, that's when it it's not meant to happen, right? And um, listen to your is, body. Yeah. Listening to your body, how is your body feeling in that moment in that particular area? Mm-hmm. We human beings 
don't always listen to that body. It's it's all conditioning. Yeah. How we can train ourselves to listen to our emotions, feeling what we are feeling. For me, sleep has become very important. If I am sleeping well, then I'm more able to cultivate my intuition, listen to more of my body. If I'm not sleeping, then I'm off. Yes. Oh my gosh. So important. And I don't think people realize too, that not only sleep for your body, but like how things come out, whether it's, it's a migraine or lower or back pain or different things that happen to your body that are a result of possibly stress, or you're not on the, you're not aligned with what you're doing. Because every physical illness is a manifestation of some trauma, some sort of mental illness or something else going on in your life which is manifesting into physical illness. And I've seen that firsthand in my family with my brother who is not alive on this planet. I've seen that. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your brother's not Thank with you. us. But but yeah, I, I totally agree. I see it all the time. And it's like from, you know, jaw pain to headaches to different different ailments. Yeah, I totally agree that right? a lot because of times- humans store yeah. trauma in our body. We store energies in our body. We how do we release those energies? There are many practices, many therapeutic practices, such as going to massages, doing the Reiki healing work, meditation. You are you mentioned about oracle cards, different yeah. ways to release those stuck energies from our body. Yes, absolutely. So I know in your podcast, you've interviewed like tons of world-class experts on all various things from sleep to mindfulness to you know high performance. So after interviewing so many people, are there any commonalities that you see or best practices that you've taken away? One of the things that I have observed is everybody struggles. Nobody's perfect. Even if they are great performers in their own areas, it doesn't mean that they know everything. It's our human conditioning, our ego that puts those amazing people on pedestal. We, we think that they are there. We are not there yet. We try to compare ourselves with them. So that is my learning. Personal learning is to just sit with them where they are at. One of the, the great practices is they all have some routines. And I thought that every performer has a meditation practice, but I have had few two guests that come to my mind they don't have meditation practice and they are perform world performers in their own areas. One is Denise Schull, S-H-U-L-L. She, is, she coaches athletes in making high-performance decisions and she coaches hedge fund managers how to make better decisions. She doesn't have a meditation practice, wow. but she does ski. I've, I've been fortunate to see her in person and spend time with her in person. And another person is Debbie Milman. She's a renowned designer. She doesn't have a meditation practice. She does painting. So you don't have to sit to meditate as long as you have some sort of creative aspect in your life that gets you in the flow where you are not thinking about the work all the time. Something to do. It could be a ski, playing soccer, playing table tennis. When I play table tennis or ping pong for people listening in the United States, I'm good at it. When I play ping pong, I forget about my life. So something yes. that gets you in the flow, something that gets you in the meditative practice. And these days I am, when I go to the gym, 
I don't listen to music. I don't listen to podcasts. Just me with in my own thoughts. It is becoming a very meditative practice. Just mm, listening to my that. thoughts and giving myself a problem statement and trying to come up with the answer with that. Because I was realizing that when I'm in gym, listening to a podcast, listening to music, I'm not able to focus. So it's the gym or has become more of a meditative practice where I'm able to integrate mind body at the same time when I'm lifting dumbbells I am literally watching my hands see how they are moving I love more, that very, and I think that, meditative I think that's such a great point because I do know a lot of people that like for instance my husband always like oh you should meditate to relieve stress so he plays guitar he's like that's how I meditate I play guitar so which is I I totally agree with you like running walking there's different things that are very meditative the repetitive action of doing something um that is hugely beneficial so i, I love that you brought that point up because i agree actually, there are some benefits of sitting meditation science has proven that when you sit yeah and meditate there are benefits of that but one practice may not work for everybody and yeah. the practices that worked for me in the past aren't working for me now we humans evolve all the time the practices yes. that you have right now may not work in the future because you may get married you may have other priorities in life so transcendental meditation is one example when you when you have a mantra that you repeat in your own head so which has more profound benefits in terms of neuroscience so yes there are benefits of sitting meditation but it is not the be all end all Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree with that. And and like you said, we evolve, everyone is different. Not everyone can, you know, sit in silence or sit with a mantra. Sometimes there are different uh mindfulness practices that yes, work and for Yes, and sitting in silence if somebody can cultivate to sit in silence it is it is actually a superpower because you can overcome so many hurdles and obstacles. Yes, and that is it's hard. It's hard, especially when you get it, that mind, that monkey mind going and it's like rare rare like to just sit and quiet it is hard. Cuz some days I'm like I don't want to meditate. Like I have too much to do. And that's when you need it the most, right? When you just need to just get grounded, clear your head, but it's hard to sit in silence. Silence. I spend a lot of time in silence. Not listening to music, not listening to anything, just my thoughts and pen and paper. And ideas come. and those ideas you may not be able to work on those ideas at that point just take a note of that and revisit those thoughts those notes at a later point sometimes i review all my notes what i wrote a month few months ago last year and new ideas come from that i love that i love that so so given all the folks that you've spoken to and all the things that you kind of seen and done what is a book or podcast you could recommend to our listeners There are many books that I can recommend it depends on what kind of book what kind of a thing are you working on so this year I am a fan of reading this book called Transitions I can send you the link in the later on in the offline chat Transitions making sense of life changes we all Ooh. are transitioning in life from one thing to another from one job to another from being single to being in a partnership from even in from one project to another project life is changing so fast we are transitioning how do we make sense of those transitions because how do we end things and how do we begin things it has been a lifesaver for me in 2021 another book is the art of possibility 
how do we create possibilities in life these are old age books they were written 1980s 1990s another book is getting the love you want if you are desiring a love with your partner how do we have practices good practices to cultivate love getting the love you want it goes deep into unconscious marriage how do we cultivate more of a conscious relationship mm. i have oh, written I blogs that. on my favorite books this year yes so those are the books and in terms of the podcast there are many not many few podcasts as a podcaster i listen to tim ferris because i want to hone my skills of interviewing and second podcast is guy kawasaki who has been on my podcast i listen to his podcast just so that to, to understand more energy how to channel my energy in a in a podcasting game he brings amazing remarkable people in the podcast another is kathy caprino finding brave finding brave podcast she is one of the top career coaches in the us she wow. has about 1 million followers on linkedin and she wow. has become a good friend of mine and she is coaching me in terms of career now <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I have to definitely check hers so out. Kathy I haven't heard Caprino, of that one. Caprino, Finding Brave, Guy Kawasaki, Remarkable People. And uh, third is Tim Ferriss, The Tim Ferriss Show. Yeah. Those Tim are Ferriss my go-to. And I love it. let's not forget Alison Jackson's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> ah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So last and final question. What is your favorite life hack? I don't believe in hacks. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a good answer. That's not a good answer. It's not a good answer. So can you define what is a hack? What does a hack mean to you? Uh, a way to simplify your life. A way to simplify my life. I ask myself, my life has my life hack has been to ask myself trying to ask myself better questions. How can I do it better? One question that is how can I do it better? Okay, I'm doing this thing in this way, how can I do it better? the next time asking the same question over and over and sometimes journaling on that another question that i ask myself is is that okay i'm making it too tough for myself how can i make it simpler how can i make it simpler the better you ask your mind will bring you the right answers mm, i and love that if i'm feeling overwhelmed i ask myself over and over what can i do right now what one thing i can do right now to have more satisfaction so that i i can sleep well to reduce overwhelm what can i do right now that will create more time in the future so asking myself more questions how am i feeling what i'm feeling right now what is on my mind right now to dump all that bs from my mind in, under the paper and think through that so i think those are my it, life hacks i think those are great life hacks because i think a lot of times people don't ask themselves questions they just kind of put blinders on and and chug through the day not really contemplating is there a better way is there a simpler way so i love those i might have to and, steal and that and the last thing is last but not the least compassionate inquiry compassionate inquiry it is a tool from dr gabor mate gabor mate is a world renowned addiction expert who lives in canada so his tool is compassionate inquiry be compassionate to yourself if something is bothering you ask yourself what i am feeling right now or what is what happened one question is what happened to me second question is what is my emotional reaction to that am i hurt sad disappointed naming the emotion naming the feeling and third question you ask yourself is what is my interpretation what is the story i'm telling 
about myself mm, because we respond to the perception of events we always respond to the perception of the events that happen so compassionately inquiring not being critical to yourself not being judgmental to yourself being compassionate okay this happened why why it happened being compassionate and kindness compassion another life acts compassion to myself kindness to myself i have come oh, wow. to a point where i have no judgment towards myself i don't judge myself for anything even if i do it bad wrong disaster i don't judge myself but yes i can i ask myself what can i learn from that what can i learn from that i did what i did i can change that i love that those are awesome ones so i want you to share where everybody can connect with you where they can sign up to get your newsletter listen to your podcast all the good stuff one simple thing i believe in simplicity so one simple website is shdps://nishantgarg.me n i s h a n t g a r g.me and you can find everything on that all the podcast blogs newsletter if you and subscribe I- to the newsletter you can you will get the list what i'm working on every week on every friday <laughs> Yes, cuz I am on it. So I see it all the time and I will include everything in the show notes to make it super simple for everyone to connect. Thank you so much, Alison. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, I thank you so so much for joining me. We were it took it took a couple months. We were stop and go, but I'm so glad to finally get you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's my honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode today. If you did enjoy this, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or you can visit https://nishantgarg.me and i s h a n t g a r g.me. You can also share this episode with your loved ones to help them live a fulfilled life. You are not alone in this journey. We all struggle in life. There is no shame in talking about it. I go through my highs and lows. I get depressed and these practices help me in living a resilient life. You can also do this. You got this. Don't judge yourself. You are doing the best you can and thank you so much again. Thank you.